the ninth day of the month. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. James 5, verses 7 through 8. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. 2 Peter 3, verse 8. Today we consider patience as a fruit of the Spirit. As technology presents us with newer and even speedier labor-saving gadgets, we become less and less practiced at patience. We wonder why it takes several seconds to place a phone call to someone half a world away, forgetting that not very long ago it took months to convey a message that distance by ship and an equal amount of time to receive a reply. Small wonder that we are strangers to the petition of the hymn writer George Crowley, Teach Me the Patience of Unanswered Prayer. Throughout this day, take notice of your own patience or lack thereof. Ask God for greater patience, but also for the quality that underlies it, trust. Frame for trust in the graciousness of God, whose schedule may not fit our own, but whose will is always directed toward our good. Opening Prayer Eternal God, you cannot be constrained by our ways of counting time. Grant us, therefore, patient endurance and steadfast trust, so that we may wait for you without faltering and as witnesses to others may serve you without hesitation, in good times or ill, for the sake of Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Amen. Psalm 13 Long enough, God, you've ignored me long enough. I've looked at the back of your head long enough. Long enough I've carried this ton of trouble lived with a stomach full of pain. Long enough my arrogant enemies have looked down their noses at me. Take a good look at me, God, my God. I want to look life in the eye so no enemy can get the best of me or laugh when I fall on my face. I've thrown myself headlong into your arms. I'm celebrating your rescue. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm so full of answered prayers. From the book of Job, chapter 22, verses 1 through 4, and then verses 21 through the 7th verse of the 23rd chapter. Then Eliphaz the Timonite responded, Can a vigorous man be of use to God, or a wise man be useful to himself? Is there any pleasure to the Almighty if you are righteous, or profit if you make your ways perfect? Is it because of your reference that he reproves you, that he enters into judgment against you? Yield now and be at peace with him. Thereby, good will come to you. Please receive instruction from his mouth and establish his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent and place your gold in the dust or the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks, then the Almighty will be your gold and choice silver to you. For then you will delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you and you will pay your vows. You also decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. When you are cast down, you will speak with confidence and the humble person will see, will save. He will deliver one who is not innocent and he will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Then Job replied, 
Even today my complaint is rebellion. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. I would present my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn the words which he would answer and perceive what he would say to me. Would he contend with me by the greatness of his power? No, surely he would pay attention to me. There the upright would reason with him, and I would be delivered forever from my judge. From the book of Acts, chapter 13, verses 26 through 43. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family and those among you who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him nor the utterances of the prophets which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. And though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. When they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him up for the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children in that he raised up Jesus. As it is also written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way, I'll give you the holy and sure blessings of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to undergo decay. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. And through him everyone who believes is freed from all things, from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Therefore take heed, so that the things spoken of in the prophets may come upon you. Behold, you scoffers, and marvel, and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, many of the Jews and of the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, were urging them to continue in the grace of God. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. 
He flees because he is a hired hand and not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it again. No one is taken away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Saturday Prepare our hearts, O Lord, to join together with your whole congregation to praise and serve you. Reveal your presence to all who will gather in adoration and self-offering. To those who cannot for good reason go gladly into your house, give your strength and consolation that they may know of the concern of their communities of faith. Make us receptive to your word for us and enable us to know and do your will. Bind your people together in a shared faith, a common witness, and compassionate service to the world through Jesus our Savior. Amen. A Celtic Prayer for Spiritual Concentration God, help my thoughts. They stray from me, setting off on the wildest journeys. When I am in church, they run off like naughty children, quarreling and making trouble. When I read the Bible, they fly to a distant city filled with imaginations and temptations. My thoughts can cross an ocean with a single leap. They can fly from earth to heaven and back again in a single second. They come to me for a fleeting moment, and then away they fly. No chains, no locks can hold them back. No threats of punishment can restrain them. No hiss of a lash can frighten them. They slip from my grasp like tails of eels. They swoop hither and thither like swallows in flight. Dear Holy Christ, who can see into every heart and read every mind, take hold of my thoughts, bring my thoughts back to me, and clasp me to yourself. Amen. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.